Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Honey, there's a luchador in the garden. Oh, crap, not again. Right, I've told you, I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. I mean, flopping luchadors, eh? You can't go anywhere. Hello, my name is Siren from What Culture, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs, the show where I take the finger of power, which is the finger that is attached to my hand, meaning I'm in control, and I give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down when it comes to wrestling. Given that WWE just put on SmackDown, why don't we do it for that? Let's up those doubts. SmackDown started with that weird thing where because it is Money in the Bank later on, every single person in the Money in the Bank match was just on top of a ladder. Now, one year, I would like to see how they set this up. I mean, they all just walked down to the ring with a ladder under their arm and then ignore the other person, then get to the top and then like, ha ha, now we're going to talk. Omos was stood up because you know he's really tall and yes, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee ran down all of the rules. <laughs> yeah, as I've already said, everybody just started yelling at everybody else but they were doing it on top of a ladder. That was a cool idea because every single person is saying, well, if I win the briefcase, I'm going to cash it in on SummerSlam and we shall continue to walk down that path. But the best part was when Sami Zayn was like, well, actually, no, if I'm victorious, I'm just going to hold on to it for a year. Long live Roman Reigns. MVP then started shouting because he felt like everybody was ignoring Omos like it was his birthday or something. But the best part was, if you took a step back and watched this, it was just the most scripted thing ever. Like, everybody had a line. So Seth Rollins said something, and Drew McIntyre said something, and Riddle said something, and Sheamus said something, and so on and so forth. I was like, who talks like this? This is when The Miz interrupted, and Drew McIntyre's reaction to that was brilliant, because it was like, oh, man, not this guy. And at first I was like, why are people interrupting? And then I remembered, even though Money in the Bank is later on, we still don't have the seventh guy, so Ezekiel came out as well. He got a big reaction too, so fair play all round, and eventually we had Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, Honestly, bless Happy Corbin, because when he was talking about Ezekiel, he made out like he was a different person to Elias. More people need to do this. Adam Pearce finally arrived and was like, hey, I've got a good idea. Why don't we do a good old-fashioned battle royal 
So we had a good old-fashioned battle royal. And if you're now saying, Simon, why do you keep saying good old-fashioned battle royal? Because for some reason, <laughs> this is what WWE did. And I was so confused. I was like, why are we not just calling it a battle royal? That's like saying it is I, the human, Simon Miller. And then you meet me in the street and you go, oh, hi, Simon. I go, excuse me, don't offend me. My name is the human, Simon Miller. It's also strange because this was the exact same thing that we did do on Raw. And also, there was no consequences here. I presumed whoever was going to win was going to go into Money in the Bank. But then I realized that the Money in the Bank participants were already in it. This is when I shut down because I couldn't take it anymore. Oh, I did enjoy this because it was so silly. I don't mean that as a diss, but watching big men on ladders yell at each other. Well, that's why I'm glad wrestling exists. Up. That is also true for the Tigo for Burr. And that's right. I've abbreviated it, because let's face it, WWE are going to do it eventually, so I'm getting in there first. Ezekiel was the first guy out of there, and he was thrown out by Omos, as everybody went, oh, well, Omos is definitely going to win, because he's so big. And then I got a bit worried, because Moss was chucked out by the giant. Now, actually, when we get to the end of the night, everything's going to be okay, but at this juncture... A little bit freaked out. It then became quite clear that Omos wasn't going to win because he also eliminated The Miz and I was like, they're building him up for a fall. But the absolute highlight of all of this, and we need to give him some kind of award, is eventually Seth Rollins went face to face with Omos. He just went, well, I'm not bothering with this. And he eliminated himself and he would do that. What benefit was this battle roll to him, even if he had one? Yeah, so everyone's going to forget about it tomorrow. And this is why Rollins is the best. He also then got popped with an RKO cut of Riddle and everybody went crazy for that so that was cool and then Riddle got Omos in a triangle choke and as he was trying to pull him over the top rope Sheamus and Drew McIntyre helped him so Omos was gone this all just fit nicely together we also kept teasing the fact that we are going to be doing Happy Corbin versus Pat McAfee at SummerSlam because every time Corbin did something he kept looking over there and I think that WWE may be going big with this because just to zoom forward for the rest of it when Sheamus and Drew McIntyre were the last two and they were fighting Corbin reappeared from nowhere. He dumped both of them, which means he was the winner. He also cut a promo afterwards where he said he's so happy he may start farting rainbows. I was like, it's the greatest episode of SmackDown I've ever seen. But when Kayla Braxton asked him about Pat, he went all quiet and he walked off. So while this was utterly pointless in terms of what you got out of it, I do like that we're heading towards Corbin and McAfee. Otherwise, it was just fun. I mean, it was literally the definition of pointless fun because nobody got anything out of it. What are you going to do? Up. I was also baffled at this stage because I didn't know if anybody had actually qualified for the money in the bank. But then we went into everything with Natalia and Ronda Rousey. And I tell you, both of these people have done a great job. And this was just Natty backstage throwing more barbs at Ronda. And here she actually went, well, you know why Hollywood isn't calling her anymore? It's because we've all seen her act. And at Money in the Bank, not only am I going to put her in the sharpshooter, but Ronda Rousey will tap out. Now, that is never going to happen. But like I say, I am into all of this. And then, yes, WWE, <laughs> WWE for the second time on the show because they can't help themselves. I mean, it stands to reason they are WWE. Because much like the good old flipping hey-ha whoop-de-doo battle royal, all of a sudden the Viking Raiders are now being called the new vicious Viking Raiders like somebody's about to sell them on QVC. Also, what are we going to do in like six months where they're not new anymore? Are we going to call them the old vicious Viking Raiders? Because that sounds terrible. But dumb names aside, this is the way that these two guys probably should have been treated ever since they have been called up because in the space of two weeks, 
it feels like they've been rehabbed. The New Day were also out first because they are still so disappointed that last week they just wanted to dance with Shanky, but the Viking Raiders ruined it. And when they all told the fans to boo and it wasn't loud enough, Woods got the mic and said, uh, do it a bit louder, please. So even though the New Day have now been around for about 78 years, they're still brilliant. We then had to mention the word vicious over and over and over again when the Viking Raiders came down. Even the announcer said, oh, look who it is. It's the new vicious Viking Raiders. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And I was just waiting for them to finish it off by saying, now at KFC. This is where it looked like they were going to talk, but instead they all brawled. And Viking Raiders even took their shield and honestly battered the absolute ship out of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. And while half my body was like, why would anybody come out with shields? The other half was like, man, really kicking their ass. I do always secretly shout deep down, you're not actually Vikings, you strange people. I thought this was a really worked angle and it feels like a fresh match. When it comes to the tag team division, we don't get much of those up. And then my confusion from earlier did become a bit more confusing because in the back, The Miz, Ezekiel, Madcap, Moss and Happy Corbin were arguing because they still weren't sure who was in Money in the Bank. So why the hell did we do a good old fashioned battle royal? I mean, surely it's Corbin, but nope. Instead, Adam Pearce turned up and said, why don't we do a fatal four-way later? <laughs> I was just like, this is such a convoluted way to get here. Why does WWE always do it? It also means that really, in hindsight, everybody should have just done what Seth did and gone, see ya, pal. I don't want to get hurt. So that's got to get it down. We also made it very clear throughout all of this that Kevin Owens is injured. So one, I really hope he's doing okay. But also two... I hope he wasn't penciled in to win the briefcase because that would have been perfect. Let's pretend it's not true and move on. It was time to promote the women's money in the bank after this and there was no ladders, although there was some at ringside. Instead, it was a six-person tag. This meant it was Oscar, Liv Morgan, and Alexa Bliss taking on Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi, and Lacey Evans. And as always, I will ask the question, why would you team up with opponents that you were about to fight 24 hours later? And what was even worse is that Michael Cole on commentary was all like, oh my gosh, it's Raw versus SmackDown. It's Raw versus SmackDown. I was like, Michael, it's Raw versus SmackDown every week. Becky Lynch also came out beforehand to do commentary. (laughs) She got a massive cheer. So we're going to have to stop that eventually when Team SmackDown started to beat Oscar up for a bit. When Oscar tagged in Alexa Bliss, 
she got beaten up too. Team Raw, <laughs> goodness sake, of Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss then started to work together. And I tell you, while it's abundantly clear that the Women's Tag Team Championships are never coming back, there is something between these guys. When they were doing all their stuff in the ring, I thought it was pretty good. It's the same with Raquel Rodriguez too, because WWE definitely has something with her. Although I really would appreciate it if she stopped smiling all the time. Because look, when you do it and you never do anything else, you come across like a bit of a psychopath. It's also the same for Shotzi, because she comes across like a totally different character, which is why she probably fell out with Lacey Evans at one point. And this really did not go well, because then Liv Morgan hit a dive and Alexa Bliss hit a cannonball. See, they're a team. Shotzi then tagged herself in because she is an asshole, but this went terribly because Morgan hit her with the code breaker or the recall, whatever we're calling it, for a good near fall. Then from nowhere, Evans hit the woman's right onto Bliss, and ever since those videos, her push does seem to have kind of stopped. Shotzi used all of this to get a blow in on Oscar, but she shouldn't have posed afterwards, because Liv Morgan spied this from miles away. She came in and hit the Oblivion. She got the one, two, three. So yeah, Team Raw. Lynch ran in and hit the manhandle slam on Oscar afterwards as Bliss and Morgan just watched this. And you would do that. You don't want anybody going into tomorrow at 100%. You want everybody to be injured. Yeah, this was all right. It also does count as a clean finisher. Bring it down and it rolls up to six. I know it's really difficult in like multi-person matches. And I already kind of regret this counter. And then Sonya Deville slapped Adam Pearce in the face. Now I just want to pass on some advice to you, those who are watching at home. Don't go into your boss's office and slap them. It is not going to go well. Of course she did this because last week Pierce had put her in a handicap match. So does this mean we're actually building to Son Deville versus Adam Pierce? Because this has been going on for ages. Suppose we wait and see. Okay, right. What came next on paper sounded absolutely terrible because it was a face-off between the Street Profits and the Usos, but Kayla Braxton was going to ask them anything because apparently they'd gone out into the crowd and got a bunch of questions. I was like, man, this is going to suck. I was totally wrong. I mean, the first question to the Usos was basically, are you worried if you do lose the tag team titles, Roman Reigns will kill you? And Jimmy and Jay were like, nah, man, we ain't worried about that. But in your eyes, you could see the fear. The tag team champions also tried to make out that they were running the show. This is when Angelo Dawkins was all like, man, you don't even run to the grocery store or something. He said it better than me, but it made me laugh. And then from nowhere, Kayla was like, ah, oh, Street Profits. I hear that there's some problems between the two of you and Moz Ted's Ford and Angelo Dawkins even mentioned the dirt sheets. So I started looking for Hulk Hogan. I thought he was going to pop up and just rip up the Wrestling Observer. They shrugged this off and said that they will win the championships at Money in the Bank. And this kind of makes me think that maybe, just maybe, WWE is teasing that they are going to break up. I don't know whether it's too soon. They all did the Street Promise catchphrase afterwards and the Usos cut this really passion promo. But seriously, obviously the idea here was to get you pumped for that match. And I think they achieved it because they all totally understood their roles. Getting it up. And then finally, oh, it happened. Thank goodness. Because yes, Max Dupre was in the back with Adam Pearce and said that it was finally time to reveal his maximum male models. Should I have been as excited about this as I was? No. But was it flubbing brilliant? Yes. And as it turns out, we are actually sticking to the original plan, because if you do read those dirt sheets, on a bunch of house shows a few months ago, it was Max Dupree, Mansour and Mace teaming up to muck around with this. And that makes perfect sense, because it's the three M's, and the name is Maximum Male Models, and that's also the logo. So we put a lot of thought into this. This was just so over the top, though. It was absolutely brilliant. And after Max had done the introductions, out came Maysay or Marseille, however we're pronouncing Mace now. <laughs> he just 
started to pose as Dupree even talked about his wonderful ankles. Mansour was next, I think, as Mansoir, because apparently he's found his love for fashion. And the whole time, Pat McAfee was just breaking on commentary. This is the kind of goofy stuff that WWE needs to do more. Look how successful the Ezekiel stuff has been. And I can already tell if we treat it right, this is going to be a success too. Dupree also told us that their greatest traits were posing for photos, which is the dumbest line I've ever heard in my life. And look, no, these three aren't going to be main eventing WrestleMania anytime soon. But what they will do for the other 364 days of the year is entertain me with flubbing ridiculous nonsense. So I thought this was truly excellent. And I'm so excited to see what they're going to do next week because it was announced that they're going to reveal their tennis collection. <laughs> Honestly, this is the kind of wrestling I want. This is the kind of wrestling I need for the rest of my life. Get up. Quick interview with Ronda afterwards who told us that she will beat Natalia tomorrow. She sounded kind of bored here, so I don't know what was going on. When it was time for our fatal four-way, and look, it was a stupid, stupid way to get here. That's a pretty good match. And it was also done exactly right, because Mad Cat Moss defeated Ezekiel, he defeated Happy Corbin, and he defeated The Miz. And now he is in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and look, he doesn't have to win the briefcase, but as long as you give him a good showing and people walk away going, oh, well, that Mad Cat Moss is pretty good, then the journey is continuing in the right direction. I also actually do have to apologize for something I did on Raw, because when The Miz was walking to the ring, we got a bunch of videos and photos telling us that Logan Paul has officially signed with WWE. And Logan even had a sign that said something like, I'm coming for you, Miz. And on Raw, when the Miz has said that he was going to team up with Logan Paul again, I took him at his word, even though he's a heel. So that was stupid. Somebody fire me out of a cannon. Otherwise, there were some cool bits in this, like Ezekiel giving Mad Cat Moss a sunset flip, as Moss also gave a German suplex to the Miz. This is when Happy Corbin just grabbed Moss and was like, nope. And he threw him into Simba the Steel Steps. He also chokeslammed Zeke onto Alan the announce table, which was doubly smart, because then he was close to Pat McAfee. And he could look at him. We also got our big Tower of Doom spot, which also works. And Mad Cat Moss actually hit the punchline onto Ezekiel. So we had the thing won, but Corbin broke it up at 2.999. Corbin also then got his false finish when he hit a deep sick onto The Miz. And then Ezekiel got his when he was kneeing people right in the face. And there was a good while here where it seemed like Elias' brother was going to win. But you already know that he didn't. What did happen is that Corbin finally hit him with End of Days. But this is when Moss zoomed in the ring. He chucked Happy to the outside and he pinned him. And while I would have preferred it if Mad Cat Moss had won this by hitting his big move, it doesn't matter. The victory is what important. Mad Cat Moss going to money in the bank. It also does bring up another question as to whether this counts as a clean finish because it was quite dirty. But I guess it was all in the rules, so we bring it down. It moves up to seven. Yes, I have totally screwed this up. But again, really good main event, and at least it had some consequences getting it up. So I will say that this episode of SmackDown, given that it was the go-home for Money in the Bank, did a good job in getting me all jived up for that pay-per-view premium live event. Although between you and me, as you've made it to the end of the video... I prefer Sunday pay-per-views. I'm a lucky chap and I get to wake up on a Monday and watch them. And now i got to do it on a Sunday. I don't really care. Talk about throwing your toys out the pram. Point is, getting it up. Now, please leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head on over to whatculture.com where you can read yourself some articles. Make sure you come follow us on social media. And look, other videos up, including Rampage Ups and Downs, or that will be later. But also, Money in the Bank Predictions is there. Come see how wrong I am. My name is Simon What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. Watch out for luchadors in your garden. Goodbye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.